open up with a nice, I like the title of that, do more, it's metallic, it looks like it's been beaten up, looks pretty sweet. Let me, let me look here. Actually, it looks like Duke Nukem, so I'm going to go with no. I don't know Duke Nukem. Well, maybe I don't either, but that's what I get from that. Okay. Well, but I just don't know who that is, so I have nothing to compare it to. It's like a it's like a video game, right? No? Am I wrong? I don't know. Okay. I'm right. All right. Keep going. <laughs> okay. We've got <laughs> more, and we've got a bunch of different Marvel characters, Thing, Wolverine, the Black Panthers, and Deadpool. All with Doctor Doom masks on their face. Yeah, that's and interesting. That's intriguing to find out what is this issue going to be about. Right, exactly. And right. do a Doctor Doom mask on your face. Wouldn't <laughs> know that until you read it. Suddenly, Doctor Doom turned into the Joker, and well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, the cover, of course, is by uh, John Romita Jr. Yep. It's uh, it's okay for me. It's just okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with just okay. But, you know, we've got Deadpool on it, so uh, every everybody's happy. You know what? I am actually seriously disgusted to see him on this cover. Yeah, I was trying to be sarcastic. Oh, I, I know. I caught that, but it, it's, you know. And not only that, though, look at Wolverine. It, either he has massive hands or that's Dokken. Because I only see two claws. Oh, actually, no, I see a third. Yeah, so he must have massive hands. <laughs> he has mad hands. <laughs> He had mad hands. Well, uh, no, to see Deadpool on there, look, the guy, he doesn't, Deadpool hardly ever cares right from wrong, so he shouldn't even be on this cover. Yeah, just his whole presence and breaking the fourth wall so many times and everything's a joke, it just makes it hard to take things seriously when he's and he's around. Exactly, and if you're going to do a huge six-issue miniseries, take him off the cover. Sorry, yeah. sorry, John Romita Jr., I like you. <laughs> It could have been Spider-Man, and I would have let it pass, even though he has nothing to do with the story either. <laughs> I put Tina Turner on the cover. There you go, in a Doom mask. <laughs> but you got to keep the hair. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the story opens up with a report from Wakanda. Uh, the press is just kind of giving a recap of what's happened in Black Panther, with Storm being um, accused of witchcraft, and treason and crimes against humanity. And uh, so the issue is, well, at least this part is given from the press uh, point of view. And Storm is in the courtroom, and the new Disturi, the Disturi are the people that have taken over uh, Wakanda. They're the new governing force. Most people probably don't know that because no one reads Black Panther. And <laughs> it, it's cool, I understand. It's pretty awful. No, but that's who the Disturi are, just to kind of catch you up to things. Okay. You know, I looked up this guy. I looked up Mayberry. He's like a novelist and stuff. And he's a history professor and language professor. Huh. But that's that's probably why he's doing more ethnic stories, I guess. I don't know. I hate to call them ethnic stories, too, because... (laughs) You know, I feel so racist when I say stuff like that. But really, he's... Well, never mind. Whatever. We talked about this. I'm, okay. The short of it is, I'm not racist, but you find this guy only writing one book in the Marvel universe, and it ha- never mind. Whatever. I, I'm I'm terrible. Keep going. Okay. Right. So uh, basically, Takan, who is the ruler of the Disturi, he says, "Storm, state your name and the nature of your crimes," and she just replies back with, "You know, basically, that is not going to happen." And so they all shock her and. 
and she basically says that you know she just kind of spits on this joke of a court and that it's all a bunch of crap and it, it's just not right you know that you guys have took this by power by force and and you're not even from Wakanda you should have nothing to do with this and um so they say well that's fine then let's go ahead and proceed and, and say that Storm says she's guilty and uh we'll save her time of a fat of a long trial and we'll just go ahead and sentence her to death um she says that Black Panther will be coming for them uh the report we jump back out to the reporter she's saying the verdict is just in it's breaking news or whatever but then all of a sudden the soldiers come and say that they can't be taking pictures they can't be doing video anything like that uh this is jury say that no one is allowed out or in for the next 12 hours and uh, we cut to Dr. Doom, who is watching all of this on his screen, uh, because he is he's the one that put the Disturi in power. And again, you'll know that if you were reading Black Panther. Now, I gotta say, so, him standing there with that goblet, okay, there's no straw there. So, I don't know how he drinks that. And also, it looks like a little bit too ornate for, I don't know, it just looks completely out of place. But then again, the guy has a giant belt buckle, and it's in the shape of a D. So he's obviously he's obviously a pretty ornate guy. <laughs> and the cool thing is, like two panels before this, they didn't show it, but he actually had his underwear on on the outside of his pants, and then he put them on on the inside. So yeah, he's just kind of a, he's just a mess all the way around, you know. I tell you. So back in and to where Doom is, he's trying to. Uh, break in and figure out all the advanced technology that, that Black Panther has. Um, but it's behind some symbols, and he can't, his people that are working on it just cannot get through. And Doom figures out that it's actually a symbol, symbols called, is it alchemy or alchemy? Alchemy. Alchemy. Okay, edit that part out so it don't sound so stupid. I'm, I'll try my darndest, but probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So he says that there are alchemy symbols, which are like magic symbols, and Dr. Doom uses his, his spell or whatever to, to try and get them off. Yeah, alchemy is the study, it's an ancient study of turning metal into into gold. It is the okay. basics, it's the very simple explanation, definition of that. It's, you know, they spent all this time trying to transform other elements into the element of gold. Well, and that, isn't that what that... Diablo uses the what? Diablo wasn't he the the guy that when we did uh, the Spider-Man issue review? Oh yeah 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 I sort of blocked that one from my mind. That guy. <laughs> Get back up. <laughs> the way the oh yes I remember the J. Scott Campbell black cat uh, yep. cover. Jackie's favorite cover. <laughs> oh my oh I can't think about that I'm getting all flushed. <laughs> Yeah, he probably did. He probably did some sort of, right, whatever. It's ancient. It's ancient science, which is more akin to magic. All right, so Dr. Doom uses his magic powers, and he's able to break through that first locked area. Um, but Dr. Doom says that, you know, there's still another locked area, and that uh, that they, that people working for him need to figure out how to break through it, okay? Uh, now we cut to Utopia where the X-Men have gathered and they see what's going on, that Storm's being sentenced to death. And uh, they're, they're saying, you know, where is Black Panther and all this? Uh, what do we need to do? We need to, you know, 
figure out how we're going to save Storm and, and take care of her. Uh, Cyclops is very, um, what's the word, cautious and trying to examine everything from all points of view uh, to figure out what would be best. Um, they hypothesize that maybe Black Panther has been taken out, he might be dead, he might have left the country, they're not really sure. And uh, Cypher enters while they're having their meeting. Yes, and did you like that? Cypher, the character created by Mark Guggenheim for no apparent reason, who's always been around but never been able to be seen. Oh, is this like her first appearance? This? No, no. It's in uh, Young X-Men was Cypher's first appearance. But she's always really been around. You just can't see her. Oh. I tried to block Young X-Men out of my mind. I don't blame you. It's t- It was horrible. Oh, gosh. So... I read the first six issues and I was done. Now, why? Let me ask you this: Why do you think she walks in at this point? Well, I guess my bigger question is: Why does a faceless Psylocke walk in behind her? Oh yeah, good point. I just saw that. Because Psylocke isn't in the rest of the issue, and she has no face, but she (laughs) comes in talking. Yeah. No, I. The characters and the and the reasons why they use specific people here, I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like. It. So Scott says, you know, now's not a good time. But Psylocke, without a face, comes in and says, now would be a very good time. And all the X Men have shock looks on their face. But then we cut to T'Challa with uh, the current Black Panther, his sister, and they are gathering their troops together. And then we cut back to Storm. And Dr. Doom, not Dr. Doom, I'm sorry, Khan, has locked, has imprisoned Storm in some kind of dome that uh, she's not able to use her powers in. Um, He says that it's interesting that he's not the one that created it, that Black Panther's the one that actually designed it. And he puts a bit of doubt in her mind and says, I wonder who he had in mind when he built this. So that's very interesting. Hmm. Then we jump back to the expansion and it looks like everybody was surprised because it's T'Challa. T'Challa's the one that enters in. And uh, he says, you know, thanks for taking this meeting with us. And he just, him and Shuri just kind of, Shuri, Suri, whatever her name is, they just kind of explain what's going on and they, they come saying that they need help. That, uh, but the, I guess the most interesting part that Black Panther says is I had to choose between my wife's life and the future of my country. I chose my country. That's uh, that's kind of stinky. <laughs> your uh, uh, husband to, to say that about your wife. I don't know. I thought that was kind of low. Well, that's yeah. See, the thing is, he he is. I can see because I always tell my wife this. I always joke to Jackie, and I was like, "Well, you can do that, but if I recall, our wedding vows said above all others." And she's always like, "Come on, I can do this. I can, you know." And I'm always, she's always talking about playing with the kids or something i was like well i would really like to spend time with you you know so you have the wedding vows and everything and if it's like you know i will put you above everybody else then he's breaking his wedding vows but then again i'm sure he took a vow when he became king that he was like i will do what's best for my country no matter what so i i don't know i don't know i just question his motives he thinks the best thing for him to do is to have his wife you know arrested have the death penalty put upon her, and he leaves for California. No. I will tell you this. I will give you a sneak preview into Doom, Doom War number two, which you haven't read yet. I won't ruin it. But 
he sticks to this view in Doom War number two, and he does not sway, which I thought was good. Good writing. Well, so he's forced. He's faced with a very similar decision again in Doom War number two, and he and he chooses the same thing. Well, good for him. <laughs> panels are so crowded that it's just like you could have broke this out into 12 issues you really could have just because of the writing not because of the story because the story itself should be like two but the the way he writes it 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 could be 12 issues everything's so pressed together yeah lots of lots of panels with nothing being said lots of dead panels but uh T'Challa says that he understands that Scott can't get involved but uh, he can't answer for the X-Men. So uh, Wolverine and Nightcrawler and Colossus jump on board and they decide that they're going to go along and help save Storm. Um, Storm and back again, two pages later for back uh, in Wakanda and the Storm and Doom are talking. Doom is saying that he, he reached the, the last lock. It's delicate and it requires a thief's touch and only Storm is the one that's able to, to open it uh, he says that he's going to offer Storm an incentive program for opening the lock and shoots. One, well, actually, the guards bring in some people from Wakanda, and one of the people working for Doom shoots one of the Wakandans. Uh, Storm screams out no, and he says that he only has, you only have 10 minutes left, and then I'm going to kill another person. So Storm vows that if it takes the rest of her life, she's going to kill him for this. So Storm gets to uh, start to um, working on the locks, trying to break into everything. Um, she's going as fast as she can. 
and within but within ten minutes she can't break through it, and he kills T'Challa's father. That's what I'm assuming that is because that's the man that's with T'Challa's mother. Did you get that assumption as well? I didn't. I didn't know who any of these people were. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, I realize that's T'Challa's mother, but I thought you know. I thought that because it's a royal family, that people probably live from generation to generation serving in the same way. And so, in in the same way that Alfred is a butler to many generations of Bruce, like, Waynes. So, I guess this guy could have been anybody but very close to the family. Well, that dude's dead, whoever he is. Well, he's not that close to the family now. <laughs> <laughs> Doom, Doom has the gun up to the mom's head and says, you know, get back to work or whatever. Um, back to the, now we've left Utopia, okay? Black Panther and Shuri have, have left Utopia and they're at the border of Wakanda and uh, whatever country is on the border of Wakanda, <laughs> that's where they are. Bangalore. Oh, okay. And Madripoor. <laughs> all those places. <laughs> and uh, they are ready to fight. They're ready to invade, but... Um, in a hologram, Declan appears and just says, you know, this is my place. You, you dare to threaten the people of Wakanda. Um, people are going to die if you decide to come in here. And uh, T'Challa says, you are not Wakanda. And there's a purplish-pink bamf of brimstone as Nightcrawler teleports in, grabs Shuri, grabs T'Challa, teleports them inside of where Declan is, takes his neck and, oh, Shuri actually, takes it, declines neck and snaps his neck, killing him instantly. Everybody is just shocked at what's going on. And that's where this, the issue ends, with Nightcrawler, T'Challa, and Shuri inside with a dead decline. Yep. You what? I said, yep, that's that's it. I just said, nope. I was like, yes, that's the last page. <laughs> What'd you think? Um, I thought Storm was drawn very well, <laughs> but uh, it was a big letdown. I, I really didn't expect anything because, number one, all that we've heard about is Siege. Like, have you seen hardly anything about Doomore? No. Very, no. very little about Doomore. And yet, this is supposed to affect Fantastic Four, the X Men, Black Panther, and Deadpool. Like, these are some of the, you know, these are pretty much everybody that's not in Siege. This, right. this is supposed to affect. So you would think if it was a and Doctor Doom, Marvel's number one villain. So you would think it would be get a little more press, but it didn't. So I wasn't expecting anything for that. But then also too, has anyone except for me and maybe you been reading Black Panther? No. So there's no there's like such a small care factor in this whole thing that they can just kind of do what they want to. This is really just an extension of the Black Panther series. No, you. Yeah, you're right. It is an extension of the Black Panther series, but I, I'm i trying to answer without without taking into consideration Doom War 2, okay? Just pretend. <laughs> okay, I'm trying I'm trying to pretend. And I think, I think you'll be happy with Doom War 2, I think. Okay? And it depends. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the ending of Doom War 2. So if, if what I think happens at the end, I think you'll be happy. If not, then you won't be. All right, you are absolutely correct, and I think one of the reasons why we haven't heard so much about this is because there's only this writer who writes this only writes one book. 
Bendis has been the scribe and been, you know, in these retreats and talking about this and making all these pieces move and go and try to fit together Siege, coming out of Dark Reign, coming out of Secret Invasion, coming out of uh, Civil War, trying to make all the pieces fit together. And he has the entire Marvel writing staff and editorial staff to do this. And so obviously that's the focus of everything, so they're going to market toward that. This is one guy, Mayberry, and he's he's one guy writing one book that he he can't get paid that much to write because it's one book the readership is down and here he is trying to bring in you know doom and i'm gonna stick up a little bit for him because because he's trying to tell a giant story here and he can't do it in six issues everything is so crowded in this i mean even without even without the words the writer is writing something in, in most of these panels but the panels are so crowded. The art is fantastic, but we need to spread it out a little bit. Some of these, some of these one pages should be two page spreads. They really, and this one was, this book was like thirty pages or thirty six pages already, and I still think that it was too jam packed. Now, like I said, I, I, I like the art in this one. I thought that most of the stuff was very well drawn. I didn't appreciate that the first time through, but the second time I really got to feel the X Men were looking good. Uh, T'Challa is looking good too, and uh, but again, like like you said, this is six issues. It's supposed to affect so many people. It's supposed to affect Namor, who has been manip- manipulated by Doom. It's supposed to affect everybody who's being manipulated by Doom. We're supposed to figure out what his master plan has been this whole time, trying to get in the spotlight again. And so I'm going to have to say that this is two steps up from Black Panther, the Black Panther series. It's just going to depend on where it goes. It's just going to depend on 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 Doom War number 6. If if that's good and if that starts saying a little bit more than just this Wakanda stuff because really I don't know why this is its own title. Why isn't it Black Panther? And then the story arc is a six-issue story arc called Doom War. I don't know. So I'm hoping that this is going to affect everybody else. And it's going to say, all right, you know, the next chapter is done. Norman Osborn, this is after Siege. Norman Osborn is taken out. And uh, Doom is the bad guy we need to focus on. Here's why. Okay. So I can't pass judgment on this until I really see where it goes and I, I i hope i hope but you must we're passing judgment on siege and we don't know where that's gonna end well this is definitely an underdog and and oh, so by 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 very many means it's definitely the underdog right yeah. and yeah I, the issue as a whole i like i said i i think it was too crowded i, ha- I think it had a lot of potential and I think that the story has a lot of potential, but if it turns out just to be an extension of the Black Panther title, then I'm I, I'm I'm severely let down. Well, but okay, let's talk more about some of the story too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was it was okay. It was the art was probably the best part of the whole thing. Okay. But all right, Jackie. Let's let's just switch places, with Jackie and Storm. Okay. Jackie is kidnapped, you know, and she's thrown in a place where she can't use her mom powers her mom powers okay (laughs) i have to you know are you gonna save her are all of her friends and family gonna come and do whatever they possibly can to save her 
they are. You're not just going to say, well, I'll call Becky, my sister, and have her come, and three of her friends will come. But uh, otherwise, you're good. You know? That's going to happen. Okay, okay. Keep going. That's exactly what happens here. Is but, but Jared, he's a head of state. No, no. I'm going. I'm, I'm going along with friends like Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Colossus. Last time I checked, the X Men had seven thousand six hundred twenty-three members. They're huge. Everybody is on the X Men right now. Well, and, right now, one hundred ninety-eight people are X Men. Let's say. I was just exaggerating. Yes. Well, no, I know that. But, I mean, let's say every mutant right now is on the X-Men. And every mutant right now who is on the X-Men has, is, is related to Storm somewhere. They are, yeah. Right. A large majority of them are. I mean, Psylocke and Angel and Beast. Like, they just, oh, well, it's just, you know, my best friend for the past ten years. She, she's going to be sentenced to death, but... Hey, you know, Survivor's coming on at eight. I'm going to stay home. Yeah, but Scott is you know. Scott is a head of state too. He's like the king of the mutants right now. Okay, Cyclops is, but that doesn't. I, I still that doesn't matter if you're head of state or not. When that's like somebody that's been your best friend, who has led the X Men with you, has been your right hand person for so long. You're just like, eh. <laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you this. Let's go Terminator. All right. Let's say you've seen the Terminator movies. Okay, let's say it's in the future. There's not that many humans left, okay? And then um, the one of the leaders gets caught and captured. Now, there's only, let's say, you know, a, a nation full. So we'll say a couple million. Uh, no, let's go with less than that. Okay, let's say a couple thousand. There's only a couple thousand humans left, all right? And I'm trying to, kind of trying to liken this to the forces that T'Challa has and the forces that Scott has at their disposal. All right? You only have that many people left. So are you going to risk killing those people and then killing an entire species to save one person, no matter what that relationship is to you? Well, it wasn't Cyclops' decision. He doesn't get to speak for the X-Men. The X-Men, you know, as individuals, speak for themselves. That's where I'm going with it, is I just can't believe... No one else spoke up and, and said we're going to go after our sister. Well, that's a harder book to write. So there are all these background characters and people that no one's ever heard of that are in this issue. Why don't you replace them with some people that actually have some substance and would care? No, that's true. Okay, but still, he's been working on... I mean, what are we up to in, uh, in Black Panther? We're probably up to issue... 16 or something like that so he's been working on these characters for a while what yeah i said we're in the teens somewhere yeah okay i thought you said eight and i was like what no way it's <laughs> <laughs> like it feels like it's been forever <laughs> <laughs> how good that, that issue is that series is <laughs> so this is his pet project i think he needs to have a lot more collaboration i would and i i rarely say this but i would have liked to have seen an x-men black panther crossover I mean, we saw one for the marriage or the love, bizarre love triangle or whatever that was. No, wild, whatever trade that was. Wild things or animals or whatever. I don't know. Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. Thank you. Thank you. Know what I'm talking about. All right. We saw that for Wild Kingdom, and that wasn't even a huge deal. This is a huge deal. And if you're going to do that, then incorporate a a crossover and have one of the X-Men books in it or something like that. And you're right. If it's Doom War and it has its own title, 
then yeah, bring in things that make sense, all right? Bring in people who care about Storm to go in. Because right now, I, I'm looking at this getting the whole feel for, do we care about Storm? No, we want to get the throne of Wakanda back. And you're saying, wait a minute, everybody who's there should be caring about Storm and should be going in to save her, and that's, that's why they're going in. So I think we're disagreeing on the scope of why they're actually taking action. Yeah, I think we are too. So from your perspective and your point of view, definitely. But I, me reading this, I was like, well, he's got to get his kingdom back because it, it's not a, blo- a bloodless coup. It's definitely a, a hostile overthrow, and Doom tried to kill him. So he's got to – and he looks, has to look out for his nation and his people. But, yes, if you're going to throw relationships in the mix, you would think that a lot more X-Men would stand up and, and do this stuff and say, you know what? Storm has been there, and she's been a leader of the X-Men. We have to go save her. You would think Xavier would have something about this to say. I guess, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying, too. But it, I guess it doesn't, doesn't even stop at this title, because I see so many big events that have happened, I, especially this in the X-Men universe, because that's kind of like my forte or whatever, but that they're just so disconnected. I mean, we've got Shadowcat has been in a bullet for how long? And there's been so so little reaction in any other book about this. Like, you know, Colossus has said a couple things, and Nightcrawler has, and now she's coming back. But otherwise, it's just like, oh, well, Havoc, Polaris, and uh, Marvel Girl have been in space for how long? Nobody really cares. It's just like that kind of stuff. You know, I'm all for the big action stuff, too. But make it more of a connected universe and show what these people are thinking, why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, do they care that Forge died? You know, that kind of stuff. No. Yes. No, I know what you mean. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, new writers want to concentrate on their own stories and leave a legacy and kind of, like, say, this was my baby. And another part of it is, in comic book time, it hasn't been that long, so they want to have a realistic perspective of the time, but yet they have to justify it with the time that each issue comes out, which is a month. I think you had a good point, too, when you're talking about the writers want to say their piece. Whereas back in the day, when you had somebody like Claremont, who wrote X-Men for 17 years, yeah, of course everything was connected. It was all under one man. Yeah, and that's true. I I, I was thinking about this. I was reading an article on uh, Christos Gage, who's going to be writing the Avengers Academy. All right, now, he, he really doesn't have his chance. I mean, if he goes to an Avengers retreat... And everybody says, okay, this is the direction we're going here. And Gage has written many books before. But let's say it's a new writer and they're giving him a book. And he says, man, if I don't write this correctly, then uh, I'm never going to get another book of my own again. So I want to do it what I want to do and make it the best I can. And let's say he doesn't like the direction that everybody else is going. Because he, he knows that everybody's going to be like, sweet, Avengers has four books out, four titles. And the... The top three, New Avengers, Avengers, and Secret Avengers, are all awesome. And then you got this, you know, redheaded stepchild out there, Avengers Academy, which it's for Fruit Loops. Who who knows who's reading this book? It's a bunch of trash compared to the other ones. But yeah. see, he doesn't even have a choice because he's got to go along with it. He has to play ball because it's the same area. So I think yeah. that that plays a part in it too because. You know, people don't want to be stuck in that corner, so they say, hey, I'm going to put my mark on this book, and Mayberry, how many books has he written? Not that many. So he might say, this is where I want to go with it, and I don't want anybody else to have to play by my rules because I don't want to play by theirs. 
And so I'm not going to put the X-Men in it, and you know, I'd rather not do a crossover. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I mean, it sucks for the reader, but then you have... We have to re- we as the reader have to reconcile two things. We have to reconcile the story, which is the six one six universe that we pretend is real, and we have to say, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do that? And then the editors and the writers have to say, yes, but I can't use this character because somebody else is using this character, and I can't do this, and they want to do this, and there's politics involved, and there's real time involved, and so there's obviously a na- a-, a natural disconnect. And uh, I don't know. It's tough to reconcile the two, and that's where a good editor will make that happen. Now, I don't know who edits this book, and I'm not saying he's bad. Let's see here. Who is the editor here? Alonzo. Axel Alonzo is the editor of this one. And Sebastian Gerner is the assistant editor. I mean, Alonzo, he probably just told him, you know, go with it, you know, don't worry too much about it and we'll fit it into continuity and, you know, you tell your story because this is your baby and nobody else is going to make you do it. And so he has no reason to put any of the other X-Men in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame, but it's, it's it's probably the truth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, oh well, I'm done talking about that to upset. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it It sucks that the marriage to Black Panther has brought down this character. Because the, there's nothing inherently wrong with the marriage. It's, again, I'll say this, it's a geographic problem. The Black Panther is in Africa, and so therefore Storm only is seen when uh, in the Black Panther book or when the X-Men go to Africa. Or an astonishing X-Men, which is ridiculous. I mean, that doesn't even count as a book. Yeah. So, I wish the marriage worked. I hope they don't get a divorce. I hope neither of them dies. But I'd really like to see her with the X-Men team. Yeah, I think she needs to just be revealed as a scroll or something. Like a leftover scroll. That that would be nice, but, it, you know, people would... Well, no, I, I, that's probably a good idea. But it won't happen, you know. Unless, I mean, I'd be fine if Black Panther was killed off, but he isn't really, he's never really done anything for me. No. I, yeah, but I don't think they could do that. It, it, that'd be like killing... Well, I don't know. I mean, they would kill out um, Union Jack. They might kill him off. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to liken him to another character that's... Because I don't want to bring race into this. I want to liken it to another character in, um, in a different country. And... You know, you got Excalibur and you got Union Jack and things like that. And they, they, I can see him killing off Union Jack. But this is the... Banshee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I can't see him doing it. I can't... I think they're scared to do something like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, we got a new Black Panther, but it's still... The whole book is centered around T'Challa. Yeah, I know. It's kind of pointless. So, I don't know. All right, well, let's stop boring our fans with Black Panther talk. Nobody knows what's going on in Black Panther anyways. <laughs> we know what we tell them. <laughs> okay. Everybody, everybody fast forward. Are they talking about Black Panther again? Oh, fast forward. <laughs> the Cheetah Award. All right, 
How many Tinos you got? I've got two. Oh, fantastic. I have two also, and mine are both two new ones. Oh. Yes. Dang. Okay, so you go first. All right, my first one is going to be Missing You. we had the Missing You Award, you you had confronted me hostily and afterwards. Hostily? <laughs> saying that once you listened to what Missing You said, the person, you know, Tina was upset singing Missing You. So that's why this one is going to work, because this is the Missing You Award for Lindy's death in Dark Avengers 15, because it's kind of a two-way street, like... I am kind of missing her because I really did want to know more about, you know, her past and how she came to be with Sentry and, and all that good stuff, her background. But then also, she is really just kind of a throwaway character. So part of me really could care less. <laughs> you award is perfect for Lindy and Dark Adventures 15. That is so funny. That is so funny. I, <laughs> I, you know what? She got an award for me, too. Okay. My award for Lindy was Don't Leave Me This Way. Don't leave me this way. No, no. Don't tell me it's And I know that I'm pretty sure the Tina Turner song means Don't Leave Me in This Status, The Way I Am Like This. Is that what it means? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, this, I'm taking it to mean, don't leave me in this manner of the way you're leaving me. Like, falling out of a plane and drowning in the ocean. <laughs> don't leave me like that! <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> it just struck me like, holy cow, they're going to kill her character that way? Deadpool's just going to, I mean, not Deadpool. Um, uh, Hawkeye, Bullseye, is just going to strangle her? I mean, yeah, he tormented her a little bit verbally. I am going to kill you with severe rhetoric. And then I'll put my finger around your neck, and then I'll throw you from a plane. Not even over land, over water. That's what makes me think she might come back. Well, and you know, uh, it brought up the point when you said Deadpool instead of Bullseye. Look at all the stuff that Deadpool has been revealed to be behind or whatever. Who knows, he's probably going to be on a jet ski, pick her up. And show up. <laughs> you mean it, like all the retcons that involve Deadpool? Yes, that's what's going to happen. Oh, I will tell you this: there is a big retcon coming that involves Deadpool in uh, Cable number twenty-five. Actually, it's being retitled um, Deadpool and Cable number twenty-five. Be on the lookout for that. I saw the previews online. Oh, did you? I was like, "What the sada bada hada is this?" <laughs> I uh, I talked to, um, well, I Twittered Swarzynski. I put it up on Facebook, and I was like, hey, why in the world are we going back to Deadpool and Cable when the original title was Cable slash Deadpool, and then it changed during, I think, issue 25 to Cable and Deadpool. And now they're doing Deadpool and Cable? I think it's just for the money. <laughs> yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. And I, I on that note... I, I just want to say this. 
I think the idea of Deadpool core as an ongoing is a terrible idea. Well, we were going to discuss that, but this is going to be a five-hour podcast if we get into that. I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. So, What's your number two team? We had a ton of stuff that we wanted to talk about, but Andy and I ended up talking about other stuff. So next episode, you'll get to hear our thoughts on some other things. Oh, yes. Yeah, stay tuned. It's coming. <laughs> My second Tina Award is Better Be Good to Me. And that is for Storm and Do More. Because no one is good to Storm. They're just leaving her over there. No one's coming to help her. <laughs> Not being good by sending three people and her loser husband and his sister. They're just sending them people to save her. and That's just not very good. They better be good to her. You do have to admire Wolverine, though. For such a sordid past as, as he has, he is, he's a pretty loyal dude. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Storm and Wolverine, you know, they've, they've got a lot of really good stories together. They're pretty tight. Now, I don't understand, I mean, just, I mean, for some reason I can see Nightcrawler definitely really caring, but does Colossus really care? I mean, is there a precedent for that? Oh, yeah. Like, if you look back in Claremont Issues, uh, he always refers to her as his little sister, and she always calls him his, her big brother. Wow, well, you know what? I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to go back and read those. You need to get the Claremont uh, Uncanny X Men Omnibus. It is just a great read from beginning to end. How many issues is that? Like fifty? It's like not issue ninety four up to one thirty, maybe. No, I don't know. I have to. I'm in my comic book room right now, and I will look. Sell it to me, Mayo. It's uh, Giant Size X Men 1, X Men 94 to 131, and X Men Annual 3. Oh, wow. So that's, that's like 43 issues? It's, it's pretty freaking awesome. So, what, what is your last award, Andy? Or Andre? Andre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Since you have a hard time figuring out how to use Twitter, you've now started me calling, calling me Andre. There is a just a, a button there that says reply, and it'll fill in my name. But apparently, you like to edit that to some sort of French foreign name. <laughs> I hit reply every time and type in my post, and then it says uh, illegal operation. You cannot reply to somebody that does not follow you. Uh, what? What do you mean Andy doesn't follow me? Andy follows me. Is that true? That's what it says. We're sorting this out right now. Here I am thinking, ooh, ooh. Yep, now I'm following you. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Wow. Followers, <laughs> so who, who is following me then? I don't know. I'm kind of scared. By the way, if anybody wants to follow Jared, it's at Jared Mayo. J-A-R-I-D-M-A-Y-O. So... You can watch all his wonderful posts as he figures out what Twitter is even actually for. All my all my posts are to you. <laughs> I'm just trying to get around your school system who doesn't want you to use the internet. Yeah, I've done pretty well though, man. I've only uh, been online at once. I'm doing good. <laughs> all right, uh, my last Tina Award is Do What You Do.
Guess who that's for? Do what you do. Is that Norman? Norman Osborn. Yep. You know what? Just do what you do, Norman. We know you're crazy. You just let it out. So, I think from now on what we should do with the Tina Awards is you say the name of the Tina Award and I have to guess what it relates to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm down for that. Let's do that. Let's write that down. Got it. All right. Yeah, because Norman Osborn, when I saw the paint on him and the mask and the teeth on him, I was like, yes, that's the Norman Osborn that I want in my comic books. Yeah. Not this cool and in-charge guy who can threaten people and people are scared just because of his stern look and hair. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's nuts. All right, I don't know if you read this. Dark X-Men... Um, Journey to the Center of the Goblin, issues one through five. Oh, the the miniseries with the five of them and X-Men? Yes. No. Give it a read, because it's interesting. It's got the Green Goblin in there. Well, I wanted to sit down and read them all together. I didn't want to do another thing where I do one issue and wait a month. Right. So I just got the fifth issue, and so now I'm going to sit down, put them together, and have a good time. It should should be a quick read, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. The last issue was definitely the best by far. Well, I really like X-Men, and I love Mystique, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I really like Mimic, too. So it sounds like... And Dark Beast. I like everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an alright little book. It's uh, I wasn't expecting too much, but I really enjoyed where it went. So, Alright, well, let's give our contact information one more time and wrap this bad boy up. Because my brother, who faithfully listens to every single podcast we put out, is going to tell me, this one was long. What happened? This one was too long. <laughs> yeah, we should give him a shout-out. He, he's pretty good. He's a good guy, you know? Yeah, all right. Faithful brother, Mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us the ideas and being supportive. You can guess his last name, but he told me I probably don't want to reveal too many people's last names, kind of use a pseudonym. So uh, there you go, buddy. Well done. Thanks a lot. All right, our contact information, uh, marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can visit us on the web at marvel616politics.com. And then uh, on Twitter, follow us, and we're always talking to creators. You can jump in and chat with us and uh, with the creators and editors. And when I mean always talking to them, I mean, yes, we are constantly looking for some way we can jump in and buddy up and be a fanboy to a creator or to a writer or artist. So follow us at 616-POLITICS. Give us a call, 616-755-TINA. You'll be prompted with an answering machine message. Leave us a comment, leave us a question, and I guarantee you we will mention you on the air the next time. Or hit us up on Facebook at Marvel616Politics. Just do a search for us, and basically everything that Andy puts on Twitter He then copies over to Facebook. We've got lots of great conversations. Uh, We really want to hear from you guys and girls. (laughs) Yeah, we actually do have a lot of girl followers. So, All right, sir, this one has gone on long enough, and I am emotionally spent. I'm going to drive home and listen to Tina Turner, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think that sounds like a, a little slice of heaven right there. All right, and to everybody out there in the body politic, this is Marvel 616 Politics signing off. Until next time, enjoy.
Why don't I go back to reviewing it and you say that? Okay. Well, I mean, we were, right? Yeah, but I just said, I hit end. Yeah, but I was going to edit just that line out. Oh, okay. Well, now I gave you some more editing. Yes, I have to edit both of them. <laughs> this is going to be a rough one, man. And we still have two more issues to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, keep going.